So there we were, watching The Voice, and I actually had my eyes closed. Yes. And just listening to The Voice, and if I'd had a buzzer, man, I would I have know. been, oh, I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Give me some of that. All right. That is the voice of Chicago's own, and we are so proud of her, Chicago's own Katie Caden. Katie, girl, how are you? I'm great. How are you? It's so nice to meet you. Where have you been in our lives all these years? I know. The best secret in Chicago. Best kept secret in Chicago. And Katie, we know a lot of the same people. <laughs> we find out now that we have all these, uh, like Jamie Halacia, who knows you from uh, some of the blues clubs in Chicago. Yeah. Yes. And Lynn hey. Orman. And we said, wait, wait, you guys know her and you didn't tell us about her all these years? So how did you end up auditioning for The Voice? Take is back um it's something i didn't want to do originally you know as a musician i think uh my thinking was that you know i have to do what my forefathers did you know i have to hit the pavement i got to work really hard and, and that i did um but you know the music industry has changed so very much and i thought you know if i did something like this would it be a, would i be a sellout um and um, I'm so glad that I, I didn't listen to that doubt. I'm glad that I tried something that was that was new and fresh and um, the greatest experience of my life. They actually reached out to me um, over Instagram. My friend Sarah Potenza um, was on season eight. Mm-hmm. So I, um, she's like, girl, you got to do it. I'm like, no, it's not really for me. And she's like, come on, come on, you got to do it. And I did, I'm so glad that I did. Yeah. As I, as I said from day one, your life is forever changed as a result of being in the voice. Yeah. Whether or not you won, but my money was on you. And like 26 Did you lose a lot of money? Well, no, no, I didn't. And honestly, Katie, we're not just saying that. We thought you should yes. have won. And, was so pleased with your choice of songs like you what we just heard was your audition and that for people who don't watch the voice where have you been but that sound you heard were the judges reacting to katie and then you hear them slap their buzzer and they turn around they see her and they go whoa larger than life that's miss katie why did you choose the song baby i love you to for your audition was there a story behind that Uh well, um, I was in a uh, Chicago band, actually. Um, Bob Zagata um, is the lead singer. It's called The Simple Tones. And I, I joined that band, you know, because I mean, as a musician, you can't just do I couldn't do everything I just wanted to do. I had to <laughs> pay your dues. You know, but pay, pay my dues and pay my bills. Mm-hmm. Um, and I joined a band called The Simple Tones with some of my really good friends, and we just had fun doing covers. And um, my, my friend Bob, a few years ago, said, listen, I would love it if you would sing this Aretha Franklin song and I'm like listen 
I don't sing Aretha Franklin. Aretha sings Aretha. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I just think you'd be really good. I'm like, okay, okay, fine, I do it. Well, I just ended up falling in love with his song. Now, I've always loved Aretha Franklin and can sing any one of her songs. However, that's how I felt. I was like, okay, I mean, she's the queen. I can't. I can't, you know. Um, but then I thought to myself, as a songwriter, as a singer, if somebody else would like to sing something of mine, what an honor that would be. So I just really wanted to do a classic. I, did, I wanted to do something, you know, not everybody knows this song, Baby, I Love You. Yeah. Like, I mean, people who listen to Aretha know everything she does, but a lot of people don't. And I wanted to, to come in with that song. It's so much fun to play on the keys, too. So that's my story behind that. Well, one of the things that knocked me out through all your voice performances is as you're doing different songs, it's one thing to say, oh, this is a fun song to do. It's another thing to be able to bring your own personality to that song. And I'll give you a classic example. Lady Marmalade. When you did Lady Marmalade, and I thought, okay, you know, I've heard LaBelle, I've heard any of a number of things. And honestly... I'm a little tired of Lady Marmalade until Katie brought Katie to Lady Marmalade. And I thought, <laughs> hello, I want to buy that puppy. Oh, that's so sweet. Thank you, Steve. But how, how did you? It's one thing to like the songs. It's another thing to have the confidence to say, I'm doing this as me. Mm-hmm. So how did you get? Was well, was John it Legend? It wasn't my first choice. Um, John was like, you know, I have this idea. I, I, I see you singing Lady Marmalade, and I'm like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, all right, you know, I, I've gotten this far. I'm just gonna trust you. So whatever you think is best, <laughs> I'm just gonna do it. And and that was my concern too. I'm like, okay, Lady Marmalade. Now I say Lady Marmalade. At first I said Lady Marmalade. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, at first I was I, I was thinking the same thing. Is the song so overplayed, or you know, am I going to do it justice? I keep on singing these huge songs by phenomenal singers. I mean, Patti LaBelle. What? Mm-hmm. Um, but when I got to staging, um, when I got to hear what the vision of what I was, what it was going to look like on stage, I was like, I'm just going to have fun. I've never done anything like this. I've never had backup dancers. I've never had background singers dress like me. I sucked <laughs> oh, up that, that strut every, everybody energy, did. every moment yes. like it was the last minute of my life like i'm just gonna sing it and have so much fun and that's what i did well that that strut that everybody was doing during lady marmalade was so cool (laughs) yeah yeah and it looked like you were savoring every moment and that's why we the viewers were enjoying it so much too Mm -hmm. let me tell our listeners too when we say john again if you didn't watch the voice there are four judges kelly clarkson Gwen Stefani, Blake Shelton, and John Legend. People's sexiest man yes, that's right. in the world. And probably, <laughs> and back me up on this, maybe the sweetest guy in entertainment. Am I right, Katie? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Oh, he is so kind. He just seems so normal. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> at first, like when I first met him, I was like, "Hello, John Legend," you know, and then it, <laughs> very quickly it turned from "Hello, John," to "What's up, John?" You know, yeah. I'm yeah. here. What are we doing? Well, tell me what to do. <laughs> all four of those judges turned for you. We're going to take a quick break. Come back, and I want to know why, out of those four people, you stood there and said, "Okay, this is my future." Come back, and you're going to tell us why you chose John Legend as your coach. So stay with us. We're talking with Katie Caden. Katie's one of the finalists from this season's Voice. And if you want to check her out, if you don't know her, oh, golly, you've got to check the girl out. K-A-T-I-E-K-A-D-A-N.com. I used to think that I was broken. Let me love you so Put your hand on the radio and say, Amen, everybody. Lord, yes. That's the voice of Oof. Katie Caden, and she's with us on the line. I tell you, girl. Katie, you- I'm getting hot in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a happily married man to Johnny, but yeah, watch yourself, but, Steve. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> gosh, so John Legend is your coach. How mm-hmm. did you, you're standing there? You've got like seconds to make a decision between the four who want you so badly. I mean, Blake is even trying to sell you on he knows Chicago, and he's mm-hmm. been to Chicago. He's trying to pull you over to his side. What made you go with John Legend? Um, you know, I kind of had an idea who I wanted to go with originally, and I finally confessed what I really thought to John. Um, going in, I was going to choose Kelly Clarkson because I thought, you know, maybe, maybe we would connect because um, she's real bubbly, and I'm pretty bubbly myself, and we'd have a lot of fun together. And, of course, Blake Shelton blocked Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then I thought, okay, I'm going to go with John. Now, I I was battling, do I go with John or Kelly? Because those were my two top picks. And I'm so glad that everything worked out the way that it did, and I went with John because me and John have a lot in common. I mean, even... Outside, I think, you know, a songwriter style, we do. Um, we both play and sing. Um, we both grew up in a church, a Pentecostal church. Right. Um, you know, we have. We were both homeschooled. So it was just in that moment, um, it just felt right. Hmm. I'm like, I'm going to go with John. And, and then I hugged him, and it was great. <laughs> and the rest is history, right? I melted in his arms a little bit, and I was good. <laughs> I'm 
like, hold me up. Come on. <laughs> and you know what's really cool is you could tell that he loved working with you. Yeah. That's what I enjoyed yeah. because when th- that's one of my favorite things about the show is when they go to commercial break and we get to see the sets being broken down, the amazing things that the crew does to make the next mm-hmm. song just blow your mind with all these incredible sets. And mm-hmm. also the behind the scenes pieces when we go to John's house and you're sitting there in his house and his kids are running around and you guys are playing and I know you're being videoed but still you're outside of the studio and you're in his environment and that was a really neat part of it you could tell he was real happy too oh yeah but I also have to ask you about it mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong but it sure looked to me like you and the band had a real chemistry going like there was a real respect like they were digging what you were doing and you were digging what they were doing what was that all like much fun i mean um paul is a band leader is such an encouraging guy and always wanted to to get my vision with the song you know yeah we'll do whatever you want you know you feel like you want to speed up tempo you feel like you want to do this you know we did a lot of playing and the guys were super i mean top of the notch musicians it was easy um, the great thing for me was I was prepared to walk in there with top-notch musicians because, you know, my training ground was Chicago. Mm-hmm. My training ground was the Blues Clubs. My training ground was um, the Underground Wonder Bar. I was there for almost eight years or yep. seven years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got to play with fantastic musicians where when I would walk in, it wouldn't intimidate me. It would be like, yeah, I get to play with you guys. <laughs> this is so much fun, you know. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I, I got a little intimidated when I would play. When I would sing, I felt a little bit more confident, you know. And just everybody was goofy, and we had so much fun, you know. Like I felt they they let me feel so at home. And even after the show and everything was said and done, Paul's like, "Hey, I'm on social media. You need anything? You reach out to me. You know, wow. we all love you so much." And they're just it's they really know they create such a loving environment it was it was a delight to be a part of now what about wardrobe do they have this oh my incredible gosh. wardrobe for you because i mean <laughs> you were wearing some eye-popping outfits and the glasses oh my gosh you should have your own line yes. of funky glasses yes i know i got goals goals yes oh my <laughs> um, gosh you know i had a stylist her name was marta um, and she was lovely. So before we got to the show, we cr- we all created our own vision boards, and that was a lot of fun for me, um, you know, just sending ideas of things, you know, like I know what works for my body. I know what I feel good in. I know I love to play with color, but I was also very open to things that I might have not tried before. Um, you know, like I-, I said, cross patterns for me are a plus. I will play. I will go out outside of the box. I, I will let you know if I'm comfortable. And the one thing that I had to say was, I'm not big into heels. I can wear them for very short periods of time because after a certain period, I get pretty crabby. <laughs> <laughs> they are torture chambers. No, um, kind of. <laughs> but yeah, I did have a stylist. Um, she worked with me, and and I, and of course, I she 
I didn't have to say yes to everything that she gave me, but she was so good that I'd be like, yes, Marta, you get me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even at the end, she was like, I'm going to miss styling you. She goes, you are so much fun to dress, you know. Did she come up with the glasses, too, to go with no, the No, that was mine. Really? Was, yeah. You own those glasses? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, my not, gosh. Most of them, a lot Whoa. of them I did, and a lot of them they, they provided for me, too. Amazing. So it was fun, yeah. Yeah, and then you had somebody to do your hair, so that was part of the fun, mm-hmm. too, every week was, oh, what, yeah, what is yeah. Katie Caden going to sing? And, <laughs> oh, my gosh, what is that girl going to wear? <laughs> I know. It was so much fun. I probably, the, the, uh, the wardrobe was just is fun, if not more fun than everything else. <laughs> Did you get to take anything? I'm such a girly girl. I've always loved fashion, and I, uh, you know, and and it it was a fun thing for me too to to represent the big girls too. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, we've been the ones who've been hiding the sidelines, wearing black and hiding in a corner, and you know, I got to get out on stage and just own every piece of me, and you know. That felt so good to get to where I am now, to the, to where I was before, is just such, it's, it feels so wonderful mm-hmm. to be where I'm at, you know. And the voice was nice enough to give me a stage to be able to be my most authentic self. And, and that was probably one of my biggest fears going into it. Will I be able to be me? Mm-hmm. And I was able to be me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let me hold you on where you are now. Where are you now? Are you recording? Are you touring? Uh, what's 2020 looking like for you? Well, I just was flown out to um, North Carolina um, for a Panthers game. Mm-hmm. Um, me, Ricky, Duran, and Jay Coot all did that. Um, right now, uh, I'm going to finish out the holidays in Nashville. Um, I am going to... Um, when I come back from the holidays, um, I'm going to get together with my team, and we are going to set up a tour because that's something I've never done before. And I know I want to tour the country, but before I do, I want to set up some big shows in Chicago. Yes, as well. Yes, yes don't worry. <laughs> but that means you guys got to come too. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, and give me a shout out. Um, we're we're gonna figure all that. We're gonna be making plans. I got a, a meeting the day I get home. Um, I have a wonderful group of people that are helping me, um, helping me through this process and. Great things are coming. So, you know, that was the thing. Do I, you know, like even at The Voice, you don't know the outcome. And so I knew no matter whatever the outcome is, I have to come up with a plan of what's next, what's next. Because, you know, I was so involved in the show that that's kind of all you can think of. Um, I am blessed to have a team, musicians, um, to personal assistant, to management, to um, wardrobe um, of people who love me and and believe in me and are helping me build um, my brand and my vision and to make it to come to fruition. So good things are coming. Absolutely. Katie, Absolutely. Katie. 
Katie, I've got to repeat for pe- people who are saying I'm trying to find her online is K-A-T-I-E-K-A-D-A-N. Mm-hmm. And you all, I, I predict that at some point in 2020, she is going to be a household name. <laughs> Katie, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come right back for some, okay. clo- some closing thoughts from you because I'm dying to know what it's like to be recognized on the streets now because I'm sure that's happening all the time. Talking with Katie Caden on WGN. <laughs> Man, I love that. Oh, that is so good. That is Katie Caden. And Katie, that is your current single, correct? It is, yeah. All now, better. Can, can you tell us anything about an album at this point? <laughs> well, I actually have an album that's out. I, I put the album out before I did the show. Um, I've always wanted to do an album. Um, it took me a long time coming, but I, I produced it with a friend of mine, Daniel Robbins, along another one, a uh, friend of mine, Anthony Ford. We uh, put together um, a bunch of my original songs, including one of Daniel Robbins as well, and um, it's a self-titled album called Katie Caden. It's also out on iTunes. Um Spotify, any streaming service, and it's also on my website, katiecaden.com, too. So um, this, the, the 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 song that I have for the show is the reason why I went with that song too. Um, I wanted to show a different side of me as well. I think that people look at me like, oh, Katie is all rays of sunshine, and I am. I'm pretty sunshiny. <laughs> um, but there's, you know, we, I'm, I'm, I'm human. Yeah. That there's, there's parts of, of, of me that have been broken as well, and, and I wanted to show that, you know, you can be angry. It's okay <laughs> to show your, your emotions and, and to, to, to kind of take back what was taken from you. And, and there's a lot of that, too, in my album as well, um, my self-titled album, too, um, kind of get a different side of, of my writing style, which is a lot of fun. So and as far as, like, even tour information, too, there's a newsletter on my website that you can get more information there. Mm-hmm. My CD is there. I sold out of T-shirts, but we're getting some soon. So. <laughs> uh, you you <laughs> mentioned that cool. you were homeschooled. And uh, as we learned on the show, too, that you were raised in the Pentecostal Church. Mm-hmm. Um, being raised Baptist, I know that there was very little pop music that I was allowed mm-hmm. to listen to. Mm-hmm. So who were your musical influences if you were homeschooled and, and, and oh entrenched in the church? Who were you Absolutely. listening to? So I, you're right. Um, my mom didn't really let us listen to secular music, but we could listen to oldies. And to be honest with you, I was a rule breaker. So I, <laughs> I had hidden CDs and tape cassettes under my bed. <laughs> Strategically placed. My mom knew knows about them now. Yeah. Um she thought she was doing the right thing and I and I would always tell her like, Mom, you scarred me musically. <laughs> um I listened to a lot of oldies. The Beatles were a huge influence, but my biggest influence was Carol King. Really? Um, I loved the Tapestry album. I would listen to it over and over and huh. over and over. 
um, because, you know, I knew she was a young songwriter. I knew that I had a song to sing, and I started writing it at a younger age, but I wasn't great at it. Um, I had to get better, and and there's still room for improvement and growth. Um, But Carol King was a huge influence, and my dad loved soul music, and my mom loved folk music, too. So I kind of have a mix of a little bit of everything, and then, you know, gospel. I mean, Mm -hmm. I got a little bit of everything. Blues was a traditional music, so I was allowed to listen to that, too. You also have some pretty strong jazz chops, so you Mm -hmm. had to have been exposed (laughs) to, like, a. am thinking of Billie Holiday, right? Uh, Absolutely. She was probably my biggest... Really? uh, I love Billie Holiday. Love her. I actually considered singing a Billie Holiday song on the show. Um, but which one, which one would you have sang? I wanted to do Come Raider, Come Shine, and they were like, hey, that oh, yeah. obscure for a younger audience yeah. who might not get it. Yeah. Um, I'm like, okay, I know. Mm-hmm. I just, you know, that's kind of my dream. I'm like, I wanted that white sparkly dress with a flower <laughs> in my hair. One day, one day I'll get it. <laughs> and again, it's funny that they're talking about younger demographics, and you are only in your early, early 30s. So it's oh, not. Oh, no, quite wrong. I'm in my late, late 30s. Well, no, come on, you. this is radio. We're all in our early 30s. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're right. Very early thirties. That's right. I'm I'm curious. Before the voice, mm-hmm. was there a specific point? Was it whether it was a performance or or whatever? When you knew this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. I knew that from the be- since I can remember. Really? Yeah, I knew this was my calling. Since I was a little girl, I was such an introvert. But even on the stage, stage I should say the pulpit, by <laughs> the pulpit at church, I was introverted as a child. But when I would sing, all of that would melt away. Wow! You know, I—that's where I felt most comfortable. You know, and it's kind of a weird, awkward, a weird thing. It's—it's it's still scary. I still get nervous, but there's just so much peace there, and I think that. That was something that I always knew I had to do. Like, I always, okay, I'm going to be a doctor and a singer. I'm going to be a nun and a singer. I know, I switched it up a little bit. (laughs) I'm going to be a police officer and a singer because that's what I can do and that's what I'm good at. And that's that's been a part of me my whole life. Mm. So what does it feel like when people recognize you now? Oh, it feels really lovely. Oh, really? It doesn't freak you out? Like, wait a minute, I'm just Katie from Chicago. Uh, oh, uh, yes. Um, it's not, no, I'm just, no, no, I'm not used to it yet. Who am I kidding? No. Yeah. It's wonderful. My mom loves it even more. My sister loves oh, it, too. That's sweet. <laughs> we went out to breakfast this morning, and I got there earlier with my sister, and a bunch of people came up, and we're taking pictures. And then when my mom got there, she was like, I missed it, I missed it. <laughs> and then more people came. She's like, oh, thank God. I just, you know, they just get so excited. Oh my gosh, our Katie people can see what we see, Aww. and um, and, and you know what we've known for all these years. It's it's wonderful. I, I didn't expect that. I just thought you know I'll be on a show and whatever. I'll probably not make it all the way through, but I'll try it. And mm-hmm. wow, <laughs> was it, was it, speaking <laughs> speaking of those kind of moments. I mm-hmm. hope on some level you're keeping a diary about this time in your life. Yeah. I'm trying. I'm not the greatest at it, but I am. Um, I, I am journaling. I love to journal. Um, 
sometimes busyness comes in the way. Thanks for reminding me, too, that I have to make that time for, for writing things down. You're right. And um, just like even an emotional journal, too, mm-hmm. just the ride of a lifetime, just it, it, to, to stay current with my feelings in this process because, you know, I really haven't had a minute to kind of settle down. That's why I decided to go away to Nashville for a few days to get some downtime. Mm-hmm. And to just get away and to have to kind of absorb, okay, what just happened? Mm-hmm. You know, I have to think about everything and take some time to journal and take some time to unwind. So that's why I don't want to jump into something right away. I want to take that little bit of space for me and then to get to work. A listener well, has. We should uh, privately send you some, uh, some content. We have a lot of friends in Nashville. Uh, awesome. That that we think you would like to oh, to meet yeah. and and a a suggestion for a restaurant, go to the Tin Angel. The Tin Angel. Tin, tin Angel. Angel. Yes. Yep. Okay. It's, it's truly wonderful. And you'll be sitting there and look over, and there's Lucinda Williams in that corner, and over there's John Sebastian. You're like, wow, they're just like regular people. And people will say, that's Katie Caden. Look, she's so normal when she's oh, out. Oh, <laughs> you're so sweet, Johnny. <laughs> oh my gosh, I am so tickled to meet you because we are such huge fans, and oh, your your story you. is so. I don't want to sound like a big old cliche, but it's so heartwarming to see someone who deserves to have the attention that you're getting. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just going to be fabulous. And I'm glad your mom's along and your sister's along for the ride. <laughs> and that's part of the cool factor is that you can say, look, look, dreams really do come true, people. Oh, yeah. It's a blessing. I am so blessed. And thank you so much for having me on your show. Oh, you guys gosh. are such a delight to talk to. Well, well, thank you for joining us. I hope this is the first of many conversations. I hope yes. we can stay in touch. And uh, when you come back to Chicago, we would love to, uh, or you're to gonna, get together. And, or you'll call the police and say, there's some very strange people in the first <laughs> Stalking <row."> you. <laughs> and yes. I keep seeing them. And, they, and she's no, wearing kidding. goofy glasses, and she thinks she's looking like, no. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm buying new glasses this week because I've only got blue and red, and I'm just I'm expanding mm-hmm. my glasses uh, wardrobe. <laughs> yes, we'll go shopping together. Well, again, congratulations, <laughs> and thank you so much for your time. And Happy, happy new year. Happy new year to you. Thank you, Katie. Good night. Thank you.